Welcome to the Queen's School Chester podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're speaking to a previous pupil from Queen's, Deanna Coleman, who's currently a student at Columbia University in New York. Deanna will tell us about her journey since leaving Queen's in 2016, why having a strong and supportive alumni network has been so valuable to her and to other pupils, and how she was inspired by other alumni back when she was a pupil at Queen's herself. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to Deanna Coleman. Deanna, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How is your life looking today? Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I'm doing very well. Um, I flew in from JFK just yesterday, so feeling a little bit jet-lagged, but it's so nice to be back in Chester with my family and speaking to you about my time at Queen's. So when was it, when was the last time you were back in the UK? I mean, how long were you in New York for this time? Um, so I was last time I was in I was in the UK was actually in May of this year. So I think it's been about seven months now. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's quite a long time then. Quite a long time. And now that you're back in the UK, of course, you're experiencing a bit of cold weather, but what are the other things that you're noticing about life back home or what are the things you missed that you're looking forward to enjoying again now that you're back home? Oh, that's, that's definitely a question about, I guess, the big differences between America and the UK. Um, I would say I'm obviously very happy to see my family. Um, honestly, I've just missed my mum's cooking a lot. Um, so that's really nice as well. Um, but I think actually a very big realisation for me is the political situations. Obviously, I'm reading a lot about what the UK is doing, Boris Johnson's uh, coronavirus action plans. But now I'm actually experiencing it. So <laughs> that's a big difference there. Hmm. Okay, so you left Queen's in 2016, I believe. Can you just tell us what you've been doing since you left and really a quick snapshot of of your life between 2016 and here we are in December 2021? Mm -hmm, Of course. Um, So I uh, left the Queen's School in 2016 and went straight to the University of St Andrews to read International Relations. Some of the best years of my life happened there. I was part of the rowing team. I was on the dance team at the end of it. Um, Big Model UN fan as well. So I got to travel across the country. And obviously Model UN was something that I started when I was back at Queen's. Um, And then after um, I graduated, which was just this summer in 2021, I flew out to Columbia University, which is where I'm currently pursuing my master's in environmental science and policy. Wow, awesome. And what was it about St. Andrews that took you there? What was the attraction there? Good question. Um, I found that St. Andrews wasn't a university that I had initially considered, um, but I remember I read something. One of uh, one of the girls in the year above me had gone to St. Andrews the year before to do medicine, and I remember she had posted a photo on Instagram or something, and I remember thinking, do you know what, that's a really pretty university. And I looked at it, and I straight away loved just, I mean, the aesthetic of St. Andrews itself, but I liked that actually the Scottish curriculum allows you to pursue a number of different subjects at the same time so I didn't have to um, in upper sixth decide oh I want to be studying this subject I actually had a little bit of flexibility once I got into the university to decide what I wanted my actual degree to be so I think I so I joined St Andrews as a social anthropology student and graduated with international relations and I, I think it was genuinely sort of that flexibility with the degree as well as the remoteness and like the beauty of the town that really stood out to me. That sounds fantastic. I mean, it is a great place. And of course, you're following in some great footsteps because, of course, Prince William and and Kate Middleton both went there, of course, and met each other there. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, no, I actually had the opportunity of meeting them last summer as well, uh, which was just beautiful. And the town is obviously very much, they, they use it as a tourist attraction almost. You know, there's like a cafe that says, this is where Kate and Will had breakfast or coffee. Um, so it, you, their legacy does live on and you can feel it. Awesome. That's really good to hear. Excellent. So then Columbia University, that's a very different environment to St. Andrews. New York's very different to Scotland, of course. Tell me what the differences are that you're experiencing now that you're out somewhere like there. Oh, I think definitely straight off the bat, it's the size. St. Andrews was a very small university, small, beautiful town on the East Fife coast that took seven hours to get to. Whereas New York City is one of the biggest metropolitan places in the world with millions of people around you. So I think straight away the shock was just, you know, wow, there are people everywhere. And also, I think what I loved about St. Andrews was the remoteness of it in the sense you could go hiking, you could go to the beach. That's not possible in New York. You can travel an hour in New York and only be a couple blocks down from where you started because there's like so much traffic and congestion. Uh, but I definitely think what I love about New York City is that I'm around equally ambitious people. So it's very, very inspiring to be around people, especially at Columbia, who have these big hopes and dreams that when I'm talking about my own, they don't think that it's stupid. They don't think like, oh, I'm over-exaggerating. They, they're supporting it. And they say, you know what, me too. I also want to sort of pursue that direction. So I think that for me is a huge difference. And I'm very grateful to be in New York City. Hmm. Awesome. I mean, it does sound fantastic. It really does. Okay, so in this podcast episode, then we're talking about alumni, which for some people who might not understand what that is, that's former students or old girls in the case of Queen's. Now, some schools like Queen's have got a very strong alumni relations network and you hold reunions, inviting alumni back to speak to other girls and there are mentoring opportunities. But not all schools do this. Why do you think that having a strong alumni network is so valuable for pupils? I would argue that it's because you're learning from the experience of people who have been in exactly the same position as you. So I remember um, just when I got accepted to St. Andrews, there were two other girls my year who were also going. And the girl that I mentioned before, um, Sophie Rao in the year above, before we started in September, she invited us all out for coffee and explained to us, you know, this is what, Saint An what happens in St. Andrews in the first week. This is what you'll be expecting in terms of grades. And she really sort of prepared us and set us up for it. And I think what really helped there was the connection she was at queens she knew exactly what we were currently going through and then what we should expect and i think it's just the ability that we could relate to one another uh, and i think that's uh, definitely one of the best attributes of having a strong alumni network so of course that must be amazing to connect with someone who's just like almost a few steps ahead of you in life but i guess as well there are people within the alumni network who are several further steps ahead in life in what ways do you find it might be useful to connect with those people as well as those people who are just sort of a year or two years ahead of you? Yeah, I would say that it's definitely helped me in all areas of my life. I remember honestly just starting with, I, I remember being in year eight, I was on the gymnastics team and I was very, very nervous about a competition. And Beth Tweddle, who is a former alumni of Queens, um, I'd reached out to her and I said, I'm really nervous. I don't, I want to represent Queens the best that I can. I don't know how to do it. And so this GB um, gymnast who obviously still has good relations with Queens had spoken to me and told me you know to relax gave me a lot of tips on how, how to perform the best that I can on that day so honestly I, w I think my relations with the alumni no matter how much older they were at me 
they were compared to me um, have always been prominent in my life. I mean, up until I remember we had in year 11, it was a careers, a careers day. Um, so a number of alumni came in to speak to us about what they were doing, how they got there. And at that time I wanted to pursue law. And I remember thinking, uh, I remember we were talking extensively with some of the former Queens girls who are now alumni about their journeys and that was very inspiring for me and made me see law actually as a possibility and something that I could do as opposed to this far off profession. Wow so how did that make you feel at the time on the inside? Uh, I felt very supported uh, definitely I think that obviously because they're able to connect with you and they know exactly where you are now and they have a lot of experience it definitely there's definitely the sense of support. And I know that at that time, if I had reached out to them with any further questions, they would have responded. Um, I know that actually there's a couple of my classmates that I was with at Queens who have actually gone on to pursue that. I mean, this is just an example, but they went on to pursue law and they got in touch with some of those speakers that we had so many years ago. And those uh, former alumni have been helping my classmates apply for um, traineeships and other sort of uh, magic circle related um, careers which I think, you know, it's just the support that really, really helps. I mean, support is great in lots of situations, lots of times in our lives. And in many ways, it doesn't really matter, you know, what stage we're at in life, you know, whether we're in, in the early years at school or whether we're in sixth form or whether we're at university, whether we've left university. And quite frankly, some of the people listening to this will be married with children and they'll be thinking, actually, it's still good for us to have support as well. So I think a lot of yeah. people listening to this right now can fully appreciate everything that you're saying there. I wonder then, just to unpack that a little bit more, when you reflect back to your time at school, what are your memories of some of those former students coming back into school to, to talk to you, to engage, to inspire students? I mean, can, can you remember many of those encounters from when you were at school yourself? Definitely. Um, I, de I have had them throughout my entire education at Queen's. Sometimes it was um, in the cathedral at prize giving. Uh, we'd have alumni come in and speak about their careers. And so it, it felt really special almost that, you know, these um, these former Queen's girls who were really high up in their careers were still finding time to come back and congratulate us for just performing well the year before academically. So that was really nice. I remember we had uh, a couple of speaker series. So there were alumni that came in and spoke to us, uh, whether that be during assemblies or special events, uh, that they would essentially just talk about their careers and you could ask them questions. And I, there's a couple that I even remember what their presentation slides looked like. <laughs> so uh, definitely ingrained within <laughs> my memory. Wow, that sounds awesome. That really does. And now, of course, you are one of the school's alumni yourself. Um, so what, what involvement do you have with Queen's since you left and, and why did you choose to stay in touch? I am so, so grateful that I can stay in touch with Queen's. Queen's really have given me a lot and I definitely wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for my education at Queen's. And I, f I feel, obviously, I was very supported back when I was at Queen's by the Strong Alumni Network. But I actually think that it continues and it gets stronger even after you leave. So just two years in um, at St. Andrews, I was applying for study abroad and you needed a reference. And I remember going back to Queen's and asking asking some of the uh, teachers if they could write my reference for me, uh, which was very special. I remember speaking to ex-Queen's girls who had studied abroad 
asking for advice. Then when I was applying for my masters, again, I had spoken to um, other students who had gone who had gone to um, the United States at some point uh, to study, whether that was study abroad or for a master's degree. And just that connection really helped. No, that does sound awesome. That really does. But of course, some girls might choose to leave school and uh, and, and, and not kind of look back on their schooling years. But that doesn't seem to be the case at Queen's, where a lot of girls do want to keep in touch and they do get involved in these mentoring programmes. Why do you think that's the case with girls who leave Queen's? Uh, so Queen's girls stay in touch because of the friendships that we form at school. Um, it's obviously a very unique environment. Uh, so we we go through everything as friendship groups. And so I think the friendship really stays. And I'd probably argue that it actually is embodied within Queens. We are very recognizant of the fact that Queens is where we became friends. So that's why we hold such strong connections and fondness because we're grateful that, that Queens is the reason we are where we are now. And it's the reason we have the friendships that we do and still hold on to. I mean, all of my classmates, so many of us still stay in touch. I don't, there isn't a single girl that has uh, not um, not being contactable everyone is um, still very much speaking to each other and it's obviously very very unique to Queens and I would argue that it's because that we've had the support and we're appreciative of the friendships that we made back then and, and I imagine as well that social media probably plays a, a, a vital role in keeping you all in touch and quite often in the media we might hear negative stories about social media and of course they can be a real cause for concern especially amongst younger younger teenagers but in what ways do you see social media playing an active role in, in, in a good way in keeping you all in touch with each other? Social media plays a really um, important role in us staying in touch. I'd probably argue because I have my closest friends that I was with back at Queen's and we're on a very everyday texting basis. Whereas there are other girls in my class who I don't need to speak to every day, but I do want to know what's going on in their lives. Um, so it's nice to have social media to be able to see what they're doing and whether that's just like connecting on LinkedIn and liking their job update. Um, it still keeps you very, very much in touch. And also just, I think social media is playing a huge role in keeping alumni close to Queens. We obviously follow them on Instagram, on Facebook. And there's a lot of times me and my friends will send each other um, photos that they've uploaded or maybe former students that we remember activities that they're doing and sort of reminisce over that so I'd say uh, the Queen's <laughs> the Queen's social media networking is very good. Awesome that's really good to hear. Diana tell me about the relationship that you had with the teachers at Queen's and whether or not you still managed to keep in touch with them as well. Yeah so I'm incredibly grateful for the relationships that I had with the, uh, with the teachers back at school and they've continued to support me throughout my entire education after after Queen's. Um, I Right now I'm studying economics and I often think back to my math teacher and I, I want to say thank you for teaching me those basic principles because I would not be understanding environmental economics without you. Um, uh, I actually just before I went to Columbia as well I had the opportunity to speak to the current headmistress just about my creativity and what I have been learning while I was at St. Andrews in terms of environmental policy. And we had a lovely conversation about what could be implemented further at Queen's or how more students can be engaged with the environment. So I definitely have have remained in touch with a lot of them, especially I speak to Dr. Shearer a lot, who is running Model, U, um, U, Model United Nations. Uh, and hopefully I'll be coming in as a guest speaker there to um, talk about my experience with Model UN at university. So I'm very grateful to 
continue to be supported by them, even by the former head teacher as well, Mrs. Clark. She read my application to Columbia before I applied and helped me. And I, I was, obviously I have a lot of friends at St. Andrews who didn't get the same experience. They don't know who to contact from their former schools. And I feel really, really lucky that the teachers back at Queen's are willing to support me and help me in whatever career progression or educational move that I make. And that's really good to hear as well that they're still continuing to support after you've left school as well. Yeah, yes, yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about your time at school. I mean, when you think back to your time there, what year would you say you were in when you were at your most happy at school? I would say it accelerated. I definitely was the happiest in my final year. And that that wasn't because I was leaving. <laughs> that was because it was at that moment where I really understood what it was that I had. I remember my very, very last day of school. So um, in sixth form, you'll finish a couple weeks before your first exam um, so that you have that revision time. And I remember that very final day where everyone was finishing up their last classes. Me and my friends went down to the tennis courts um, just to play a final round of tennis together. And it started pouring down with rain. And we did, we just, we couldn't stop the game because we were, we knew that this was our last time playing on the school grounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so I definitely I mean I've had great moments throughout my entire time at Queen's but I think just the older you get the more you realize wow this is a very unique environment and one that I'll never get again once I leave and that's when you start to appreciate it mm -hmm. but of course now that you're in New York I mean New York is a fantastic place um, how much longer will you stay in New York for then I would say for the foreseeable future. Uh, I finished my master's degree in May and a lot of the roles that I'm applying for are based, in, if not in New York City, then uh, Washington DC, Seattle. Um, so I would definitely be staying in America uh, for as long as I can predict. Wow. Okay. So when you're looking at New York or, or DC or, or Seattle, I mean, they are really quite spaced out those places, aren't they? Which other cities are you looking at or is it mainly those cities? Honestly, I want to stay in New York City as much as I can. I just the the ambition that I feel in the city is incomparable with any place I've ever been to before. And I have traveled a lot. <laughs> and so I would like to stay in New York City as much as possible. But I think all of those different cities very much dictate almost what the atmosphere is like. So I managed to visit DC a couple of weeks ago and it was very business orientated, very politics led. Um, I would say where Seattle is a tech city, it's where you have Amazon and Apple. So it's going to very much depend on what type of job it is that I'm getting. And then looking ahead to the future as well, what other parts of the world have you not been to that you'd like to visit? And I don't mean for work, I mean purely for fun. <laughs> um, so I'm very lucky to have had the opportunity to visit a lot of countries. Um, half of my family is Russian, so growing up I always sort of had a connection to a country that a lot of people don't naturally get. I, with my Queen's friends actually, we've interrailed twice now um, around Europe, so I've had a really good outlook on every different region of Europe. And obviously while I was at St. Andrews, as I mentioned before, I studied abroad in Hong Kong, so I had a lot of opportunity to travel around Asia. Uh, I would definitely argue that the next on the list will be South America. Uh, there's so many hiking routes there that you can do. Um, and I know what I actually found really interesting was that their educational outreach and their outlook on climate change is very interesting in the way that it's being taught. And so I've always wanted to go and observe those classes and see if there's any way I could volunteer. So maybe in the next couple of years, I'll get a chance to spend a summer in Peru or something um, to spread the climate change message. <laughs> 
Wow, that does sound awesome. That really does. But for the moment, of course, you're in the UK until you return to New York. How long will you, will you be in the UK for then? I'll be in the UK for the next month. So I'll, I'll hopefully try and fit a visit back to Queens in, in that time. Awesome. Sounds really good. Deanna, we need to bring this to a close in a moment. But if anyone's been listening to this and maybe they are one of the school's alumni as well and they wanted to connect with you, you mentioned LinkedIn earlier. Is that a good way for people to connect with you? A hundred percent. I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. I'll accept, I'll accept, I'll accept any former uh, Queen's girl and I'd be happy to chat if I can inspire you um, or just speak about university choices. That's great. Well, that's great for people to know. But thank you for your time, uh, especially given that you're jet lagged right now. I really appreciate you <laughs> opening up this world about what it was like to be a girl at Queen's, but also what it's like to be one of the school's alumni right now. Thanks very much, Deanna. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. So that was Deanna Coleman talking to us about her journey since leaving Queen's in 2016. Thank you so much, Deanna, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. It was great to hear all about the support the school provide to their alumni network. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.